You are listening to the People-Centric Podcast, where we talk through the toughest challenges that people face at work and give practical advice to fixing those challenges. Thanks for joining our movement to create workplaces that are happier, healthier, aligned, and empowered by putting people at the center of all that we do. Hey, people-centric leaders, it's Bethany Taft. I don't normally start us off on these conversations, but here we are. And so um, it's just me and Diana today. You want to say, hey, Diana? Hi, it's just the two of us, which is like a very small podcast, but I think it's going to be great. Yeah, we have fun. We talked for a good 35 minutes before (laughs) before we started recording. Not about about the podcast. No, just just about life life and work and all those things. And so we had a great time, but we figured we better start recording. We should hit record and have a conversation with you guys, our listeners. Um, and so just, first of all, I just wanted to say this. We didn't plan this. Diana at Royalty has just celebrated her 10 year anniversary at People Centric, which, so yeah. how do you feel, Diana? Uh, I feel really good. You know, it's, I think a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, 10 years. I couldn't imagine being at one place for 10 years or more or whatever. And it's not super common in today's workforce, but, um, I think I, I always find new opportunities to learn here. I'm always growing here. We're always kind of doing something new. Um, we're always talking about cool topics that I'm totally into. So I haven't felt not challenge and I haven't felt stagnant. So I'm rolling with it. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's great. Well, and she's, she's very humble too, because she does so much for people centric and has done so much to set us up and like build the company that you see today and that just mentoring the team and all these things. And so we could go on and on, but, um, so glad that you've been here for 10 years and I hope that you're here for at least 10 more at least 10 more yeah I I plan to be here through retirement so I don't know how long that will be but it's a long time a long time yeah Yeah. (laughs) so awesome well um so today we're gonna talk about um how like are you coachable like if you are coachable you've heard us talk about coaching and the difference between like coaching and mentoring and coaching and managing and all of those different things. But we wanted to kind of just pose this question of, are you coachable? Um, So this topic came from, it's something that we've talked about, but we've never, I don't think ever recorded anything on it. So internally we've had conversations about when we're coaching somebody and if they're coachable and how that's going and all of those different things. Um, I actually was just listening to another podcast and um, it's uh, Ramit Sethi, who's a, who's like a financial advisor. And he kind of broke off and had this conversation about like being coachable. And I heard that the other day. Um, And so it made me think, oh gosh, we should really talk about that as a full episode because it's just this idea of, you know, if you aren't coachable, not even the best 
coach or therapist or boss or whoever can really help you. And we've seen that. Um, and, and that really to be coachable change um, is going to require you to show up, um, to be vulnerable and to take ownership in, in that situation and in that process. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about that and maybe what we've seen from it um, whenever it's, uh, whenever we've seen people who are really coachable and like, what are the elements of that? And the people that we've seen that just like are so not impacted by coaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, even if it's great advice that they're getting or like whatever it is and why, why that is, what have we seen there? So I don't know, Diane, do you have any initial thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think we run into leaders all the time that are like, Um, I, I really want your feedback or I want you to tell me what you're thinking and I'm willing to learn. But then if you tell them those things, they bristle and they get defensive and, you know, and then sometimes they even shut us out and they're like, you're, you're no longer valid. And I no longer want to talk about this. And I don't trust you anymore. Right. Because we've given feedback or tried to coach or tried to tell or whatever you want to call that. Um, but I think we see that happen. But on the flip side, we've also seen people who are like, no, I really do want the feedback and I want to learn. And they take it and they process it and they come back and they say, great, I made these changes. I did this thing. How do you think of what do you think about that? How do you think I did? And those people, man, they they transform. And I think that's so healthy and cool and it's fun to watch and it's a great part of our job. And then I see the people who aren't coachable and, and say they want coaching or say they want the feedback. And then they kind of alienate more and more people along their way. Cause they kind of turn introspective and they turn inward and think about themselves and not about others. And yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it just gets negative quick. So yeah. yeah. There have been people who, you know, the people who are coachable, it's been so funny because I think sometimes the people who are really coachable, yeah, they like, take something really small and they, and they just like do something with it. And I'll, and I, and as a coach, sometimes I'll like, look at that and be like, okay, okay. like that's amazing. But like surprised that that little nugget was something that they latched onto and did something with, but I, or that was so like pivotal for them and they're thinking like, it was like surprising to me, but they were ready for it. And they just, like they were looking for those opportunities to to make a change or do something and they were op- they had open ears for it. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is funny to think about the things that people pick up like I don't I wish I had an example off the top of my head of something that someone picked up but it is something it's always something little like oh you told me this and I changed my whole life around it and you were right and this is what I've done and I was like Oh my goodness, I didn't even think that was the core of what we were talking about. Right. But but the fact that you felt something in that and that you identified as that and you took it and you ran with it is super cool to me. And and I love when those people go and do that and then you can watch them change and emerge, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. It's fun to hear hear people come back with those responses and hear what they took away. Um, I'm thinking about two, the times maybe, maybe we start by talking about some of the people who weren't coachable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 
It Don't happens. Worry. We're not going to call you out. And you know what? To be honest, they're probably not listening to this podcast. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, just times that we've that we've experienced that, and what what were the the elements behind it, or what did we observe yeah. with those coaching opportunities? I was trying to think of some, and then I'll and I'll let you have some time to think too, Diana. But um, sometimes where you know, I, I think that it's hard to it's been it's usually harder to coach somebody who um knows that they are there's some negative feedback from maybe their team or something like that and so they already maybe feel a little bit of that tension um on their team and then we get the opportunity to maybe coach them <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're already kind of like dealing with somebody who's probably defensive um and and maybe not sure of the source of of that tension or why there's, why there's conflict or things like that. And, you know, as a coach, our job is to come in and kind of help reflect, um, why that tension might be there and help them sort of see like, what's, what's maybe going on here and how to fix it. We're not going to always come in and say, Hey, here, you're doing this wrong. And like, here's how to fix it. We want to help them discover that and see it for themselves. Um, but I think that's one of the things. And so whenever I've whenever I've interacted with people like that, who are already kind of coming in defensive, um, they might say like, yeah, I want to know the truth. Like, I want to get to the bottom of this. Like, let's just figure this out. <laughs> and, and um, they kind of, what I've seen is like people who are not coachable, they just want you to tell them the answer. They uh-huh. want you to just give them the direct advice, say, if you take this step and then this step and then this step, then all your problems will be solved. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're fine. And then a hundred percent good, which is not yeah. how it works ever. How it works. And so, so then, so that's, I think one thing that I've seen there. And so then when you start asking um, somebody like this, who I would consider not coachable questions about themselves, <laughs> they're like, wait, 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 wait. I thought we were talking about, the everybody else in the situation they yeah. keep trying to about point me outward yeah they keep trying to point fingers to other people and really whenever you know as we keep pushing and saying like that's fine I think a phrase like we often say like okay I understand well we can't control other people but we do have you in the room right now and we can make changes about how you show up <laughs> and changes yeah. that you can make. And that's super uncomfortable for the uncoachable person. Um, and they, and they don't like that and they bristle away from it usually. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and want to keep kind of just pointing the fingers. And so, I don't know, those are just a couple of the yeah. quick observations. Would you add? Yeah, I, lo- I love that one. I do think that when people come in for coaching, they kind of feel like, they're going to be able to say my boss does this wrong and the people I work with do this wrong. And, and there's this, um, radio show from the nineties. It was her, it was called Dr. Laura. And Mm -hmm. I remember this one episode where Dr. Laura had radio callers and she was the psychotherapist or something. I don't remember all of the details, but, um, she had this one caller that called in and said, my husband cheated on me. I'm really upset. I don't know how to move it forward. 
uh, he's the worst, you know, of course, all of the things you would say to, about a cheating spouse. And Dr. Laura said, well, what did you do to make him cheat? And I think that, I think the audience gasped, right? Like what Ew, what a crappy question. And she, you know, obviously the caller got defensive and was like, what are you talking about? He cheated on me. And Dr. Laura just said, but I'm not talking to him, right? I'm not talking to him. I can't change what he did. I can't ask why he did that. So I'm just going to ask you, like, why do you think he did that? What did you do? What was your part in it? And are you going to change so that it doesn't happen again? What are you going to do? And I remember just being like, whoa, that's really crazy that she asked that, but also she's not wrong. Like you can't, yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't change another person. You can only change yourself. And so I think about that example a lot when I'm talking about coachable people and, and things like that, because when you go into coaching, if you think you're going to learn how to change other people, you're wrong. You're only going to learn how to change how you react and how you interact because you can only change you. And so I think people often go into coaching with a a misconception already built that they're going to be able to like change things around them when really you're only able to change yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you have, you know, if you're like listening to this and thinking like, I would hate that question, that would make me terrible. I think that's a natural reaction yeah. to that kind of situation. like put yourself in another kind of like work situation too and like where you felt like there was not justice happening in your you know in your brain and um and like how you would react if somebody asked you that question too of like would you be able to step back and be like what did I actually what was my role in this situation um is there anything that I could have changed? And are you open to that? Because I think if you're not, then you might not be coachable. (laughs) coachable. Yeah. Another um, one that I think we should talk about that I run into, I don't, maybe this is just me. You'll have to tell me, but I think when people get this idea that they're the expert in something, Mm -hmm. then it's super hard to like coach them. And I'm specifically thinking of like the doctors and the surgeons that we work with. I think they do have this bigger barrier to overcome because they are experts in what they're doing, right? They, they've studied for 10 years. They've uh, operated on hundreds of people. They're experts. And yeah, I think when top executive, to, but you know, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Top yeah, executive, like, even, even like admins who have been doing their job and are crazy good at it. If you're the expert, it's hard to hear when people tell you like you might be doing something wrong, you might be handling it in a poor way. So do you run into that too? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think we do. And there's a, I think it's a, if you feel like you, if the person who's, who's the expert, right. Like feels like they always have to match somebody. So it's the person who, yeah, somebody says, oh, hey, have like, let me ask you a question about how you, how or why you do something. And that question feels really like offensive. You know what I mean? Of like, oh, I was just asked, like, I was just trying to, I would just want to know why you do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. question alone feels like offensive. Like, like, I can't believe, why would you even ask that? <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Um, I've been doing this for 20 years. Leave me alone. I've been doing this 
my whole career, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. The only way and the best way. So we're not even going to explore that. Um, so yeah, I think it's that of like being, being able to, to ask those questions and, um, not getting a great response from, from somebody there, um, or being like, oh, we have to match the, we kind of have to match energies a little bit of, so like if, if maybe you're, you know, the coach is saying, Hey, have you thought about doing it this way? Or like, what, you know, tell me what you know about this or whatever. And then there's sort of like this, like intelligence matchup that we have to to have where it feels like, well, I need to fight you to be able to prove that I am the expert at this. Um, And that's just doesn't open you up for good coaching at all either. (laughs) It does not. I feel like I do that sometimes. I think I've gotten much better later in life, but you know, I'm the, I'm the people centric expert. I have built so many things. And so when people come in and are like, Hey, why are we doing it this way? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why are we doing it? I built it smartly. That's why we're doing it this way. Don't question my methods sir, I am wise. I have done this. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, I think there's a reality to it. That's like, no, no, they're asking questions. Things change, things evolve. You have to be willing to say, okay, maybe it is time to change something. Maybe it is time to move something forward. Maybe it is time to change whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I totally see my, even myself who we talk about this stuff all the time kind of falls into that going to get a little defensive because this don't call my baby ugly. Like, don't, you know, this is my thing. I'm the expert. Don't, don't question it, you know? Yeah, totally. And it makes sense. I know I, I see how people get there. And, um, I think we all have, we all have moments of that depending on like the different areas of our life or our jobs or whatever. Um, I think that's definitely one, yeah, one trait of like an uncoachable person for sure. So are there anything else before we talk about coach, the coachable side, the uncoachable side, before we talk about the coachable side, um, you touched on it a tiny bit. You said something about a perceived injustice. Did you say, yeah. And I think you just lost over it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we had talked about it a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, it ties in well, you've heard us probably talk about like the idea of the narrative paradigm. Is that where you're going? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the narrative paradigm is this idea that um, it's just how we build stories. It's just how we think. Um, And we've done other podcasts on it. So you can search for that if you want to hear more about that whole mindset. Um, But it's yeah, this idea that like there were there was maybe um, whatever has happened, like our, our brain has to just create logic to it and create stories. And we're always the hero in our stories um, and other people are the villains. And so we get into these mindsets about different situations and different things um, that cause us then sometimes to have this narrative paradigm that can be really, really negative um, and make us want to point fingers at other people and not look at ourselves that because it's just logically speaking for us, it doesn't make sense that we would be the one that's wrong. Um, there would be, you know, so maybe there was an injustice that did happen at work and it was really like 
you felt like it was really the worst thing. And so your brain is building a story on the back end (laughs) to make sense of it. And so sometimes we just get really stuck in those stories. And so to be able to break out of them can be really, really hard um, when people start asking you questions that are in conflict with that story or provide different perspectives that you have not considered or you didn't build into your story um, to think about, you know, and that happens all the time. There was there was one actually like a group conversation, I think, where you know, this, this one person was telling me a story that happened in the past. And it was about, about person that, you know, ended up being like, they ended up being fired or let go or something, this other person. Um, and they told me the whole situation and why it happened. And that this person was just horrible and that they knew from the beginning before that person had even been hired, that they were not a good fit for the organization and why, and that they were untrustworthy and all this stuff. And I started to like poke and prod a little bit at it. I said, like, I'm not saying that that didn't happen or that you're wrong, but what if this was the situation or what if this was true about this person or what, you know, and they were like, no, 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 no. (laughs) They were horrible. (laughs) This person's evil. Yeah. They're the villain. Yeah. So that was a situation where this person was not willing to see another yeah. side of the story at all. Um, but, but that's kind of what that, that idea is of the narrative paradigm. Yeah. So if you're stuck in one of those stories, it makes it really hard to coach, which everyone gets stuck in those stories. Everyone has the narrative paradigm. Everyone has heroes and villains in their own story. And so it is during those coaching moments it's hard to get those people to say, let's look at the other side of this. Let's look at the other, let's look at the villain's perspective. They don't think they're a villain. And so those moments are really hard. And sometimes people are just like, nope, they're a villain. You cannot convince me otherwise. And I am not going to change that. And I think that those are the moments that it's like, ugh, I can't coach you through this. And we can't make progress. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there usually is a line (laughs) that we, that we find that's like a, Oh, okay. Like then we, we're not going to make any progress here because you're not willing to think differently. And I think that leads into like, one of the things that I, um, that I was told it's been a little bit now, but we have, um, a relationship with Dr. Baker, um, of good dads here in Springfield. And she is a wonderful resource and she's on our advisory board and she has this great organization and she's a therapist, a counselor, and just does really great work. And so I was able to sit with her one day and I just was like, tell me, tell me everything, like teach me your way. Um, and, um, and so she was really great. She had lots of, um, good advice and thoughts on solution focus therapy is what she calls it. And so we've sort of applied some of those principles to the way that we coach at people centric. And one of the things that she said was basically like, don't offer solutions until the person's ready until they ask for it. So as a coach, that's something to that, that I've tried to like, remember, um, and no, and she's so right, because what I've seen is that um, until somebody is like asking and actually like ready for it, they're not going to apply any change at all. Um, 
And so I think that that's, I think that that was a really critical piece to understand to say, I think, you know, as a coach, you want to help somebody and you want to get somebody unstuck and out of that situation, but you have to ask some other questions first and see where they are at. And when somebody is not ready to move and think differently and gain different perspectives and really be open to those changes, then um, no, no change will happen at all. It doesn't yeah. matter who asks it. So, um, so then on the flip side, then like somebody who's really coachable, when have you seen it work really well? Oh man. I think we see it a lot when, when people are like in training, I, I just recently have seen it in a lot of people in training when you're like, okay, you did this really well, but you didn't do this thing. And they're like, oh my gosh, got it. And then they implement it the next time they do the thing. And I love watching when people hear feedback and actually take a second to reflect and absorb it and then apply, apply the feedback. I think it's those people who go and apply. Those are the those are the coachable people, right? If you're willing to apply something you hear, man, that's so powerful. Yes. Yeah. I think somebody who's coachable are, those are usually people who are asking for feedback pretty regularly. And like, sometimes it could be in an annoying way. You might be a manager here and you're like, oh my gosh, I hate those people. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but no, but like, those are going to be probably your most coachable people. So like, give them the feedback. Um, I know that some people are like, but do they have to be affirmed all the time? No, like just give them feedback. It doesn't, if, even if it's not great, like yeah. I bet if they're asking you for it, they want to know if they're not doing something well. Totally. Um, so, so people I think who are coachable are people who ask for feedback a lot and are willing to take it. And like you said, apply it, Diana. Um, I think people who are coachable are, people who, yeah, when confronted with another perspective, stop and consider it and think, wow, I didn't, I didn't even think about that, or I wasn't thinking about that at all. And it's not that they necessarily can say that, like, they can't necessarily uh, change their perspective in that moment, but they, that they're like, wow, I just didn't think that that was happening. I didn't even really think about that at all. It might take me a while to process that as another option, but I'm willing to, to maybe reframe my brain a little bit about that person or that situation or whatever it is. And so they might take that time to process and, and think through that a little bit more. I love that one. And that one's I think that's really hard to do. I think being coachable in those instances are super difficult because you do have this story written about somebody and you do look for things to support that story. So you might have like years of data to say like, this person wrongs me all the time. This person does not care about me. This person does not value me. And then if you say like, oh, well, let's look at all of these situations in a different way, that, that shifts your whole brain and it's hard in that moment to do that. So if you're one of those people that can do that and can say like, okay, I'm willing to look at this differently, or I'm willing to think about the other perspectives or the other sides of these situations, man, you are already well on your way to being coachable. Cause that's really hard to do really yeah. hard to do. 
And it goes to something that we say a lot too, of like to assume, to assume the best intention of another person. And that's, that's a huge part of it is like being willing to assume the best about other people. And you might not be doing that immediately, but then when somebody, when a coach or therapist or boss or whatever tries to help you see what that other perspective is and that maybe that other person or whatever the situation is, is not the bad guy or the villain. Um, I think that's, that's a huge thing. And that actually like they, they maybe didn't mean to be the bad guy. Maybe they, (laughs) maybe that wasn't the intention of that other person. And like, what would it look like if this other, you know, situation was true? Um, And so I think that's a really big part of being coachable is being willing to assume the best intention of somebody else's situation. I also think that sort of goes to being introspective. And we talk a lot about how, if you're willing to look at yourself really hard under a magnifying glass, you're probably coachable. Um, If you're willing to have that mirror reflected back to you and kind of see what other people are saying or answer the tough questions about yourself, you're probably really coachable. Um, but you gotta kind of want it. You gotta, there's something in you that has to really want the honesty and the truth and the, the, the truth as it may be from someone else's truth that isn't your truth. Right. It's that, am I willing to be introspective in this moment? Yeah. And are you learning from people or resources that are in opposition to how you naturally think, like what your beliefs are, what your tendencies are and things like that. Because it's easy to be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm always learning. I'm always listening to, you know, leadership podcasts or what reading these books or doing all this stuff. So I'm totally coachable because I'm constantly learning. Well, I don't think that that necessarily means that you're coachable, especially if it's just things that are continually like affirming your current practices, basically. And so being willing to say, yeah, yeah, I have all these things that like are very aligned with what I think and feel and believe, but I also try to like mix in and sprinkle in some feedback from people that I totally disagree with or listen to or read books that are like a little different or make me a little uncomfortable just to see if maybe I'm missing something or like to push back and challenge myself a little bit too. So I think there's a, a little bit of a difference there when it comes to like learning too. That's so true. Uh, I think everyone on our podcast, if you've listened to for a while, you know that Matt and I are very different human beings, but he and I have really deep discussions about things that we very much disagree about, not to change each other's minds, because I don't think we've ever done that. I think, I think it is truly to learn what the other person is thinking and understand that perspective better. And so he and I, both really understand where each other are coming from. And I understand his perspective because I was willing to learn it. I was willing to see what he sees. I was willing to hear how things affect him. Um, I, I don't think it changed my mind on some of those really big, uh, big things that we disagree on, but at least it's a, it's a learning point for me. And I can say like, okay, the next time I encounter this situation, I know where his head is at and I can, I can do it better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, totally. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I was trying to think, oh, another thing I think with just being coachable is like that you're just humble. I think somebody who's coachable is so humble. And, you know, we talked about like, yeah, they're willing to, some of these other things sort of are like descriptors, I guess, of somebody who would be humble. But I think it's like, I think it's somebody who, yeah, doesn't necessarily assume that they're the expert on everything and that they are, they're generally the people who don't, we all even say like, they don't like need coaching (laughs) necessarily always. Like they're not the ones who are, I'm looking at and I'm like, wow, they are losing it. People who are like, no, no, I really just want to be better than what I am today. And here's some things that I'm trying to process and work through. Um, and I just need somebody to help me make sure like I'm going the right direction and to think out loud and to push back on me a little bit and things like that. And are, and are just ready and open in that mindset. That's not where everybody is when we, you know, when we've done coaching, I don't think that's where everybody is necessarily, but those are like the most coachable people because they're ready and they're in a space of like, I want to develop and learn and grow. Um, and so I think that's the most coachable person there's probably, and we've talked about like the very uncoachable person. There's probably even, you know, a range in between there too. That's a little bit of like, Hey, I feel like things that there's probably some fires here in my life <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't feel comfortable with those changes. And also like, I need help somehow. And so sometimes it's the hardest part is like bridging the gap between those two things to say, okay, like, let's get you to a place where you're ready. Like, here's what you have to do to be ready and willing to change. And, and so part of that is like, what we're talking about of like these elements of like being vulnerable and, um, and showing up and saying, I'm going to try things. I may not always agree with them. I'm going to take ownership for what I can take ownership for. And, and like, let's just see what happens. So I think you're that, the podcast that you referenced summed it up so well, when they said, um, a coachable person will take something from even the worst feedback, like even the, like, most I don't believe book, like. yeah, the worst written book will take something from it, right? Those people will say, not all of this is true. This is poorly written. I don't agree with it, but I'm going to take something from it. And the least coachable people could have the best coaches, the best trainers, the best experts telling them, and they'll still not take stuff away from it. They'll make excuses. They won't see progress. Like, all of those things they'll, they'll, and, and that's, I mean, I think that's a huge piece of it too, because I think we've all seen that in different situations of somebody who has access to the best of the best of the best knowledge or like training or whatever. And it's like, doesn't impact them at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You could have all the resources in the world and still not be impacted. This is probably a coachable thing. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So anyway, there's probably a lot more. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, we probably missed a lot. Like there's probably a ton and we could talk about it for days, I bet. Yeah, for sure. And pull out different examples that we've seen and all kinds of stuff. But um, I think this is a good just start of this conversation. And we'd love to hear from you guys if you have like more thoughts about this or 
Um, if you're curious about getting some coaching too, what that would look like. And, um, we'd love to talk with you about that as well, but, um, yeah, but otherwise, thanks for, thanks for joining just me and Diana today, as we have a conversation about what it means to be coachable. So thankful. So thankful. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the people centered podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until